Welcome back to the Swimming with Bobby podcast. Just wrapping up night three of finals at the Sydney Sprints, the Australian Short Course Championships. And it was a big night for the American men. They win three out of the five events, almost taken five out of five, just didn't get a touch on a few of those finishes. And another strong performance from Lani Pallister in that women's 400 freestyle. Stay tuned. Kicking things off, it was an awesome men's 100 fly race tonight. It's really become one of the feature races on the men's international and national program now. Nationally, we've got Matt Temple, who won the long course title. He won it last year as well at the Olympic trials. He's really developed into a world-class swimmer, but a host of other names challenging the experience of Dave Morgan, Alex Quash coming back from a high state to try his hand and try and make a short course Australian team. Sean Champion, the ever-approving swimmer from Abbotsley, had a great Long course swim last week at the uh, US National Championships to go 51.5 in the long course 100 fly, trying to take out a short course position. And of course, none other than Cody Simpson, who's uh, on the comeback trail and trying to make another Australian team. So they went out fast. Temple led them at 23.0. It was Temple, Quash and Morgan. They all wanted to go out fast with that front end speed. And uh, towards the finish, Trenton Julian, the visiting American, he flew home in 26.30, easily had the fastest back end split there. He didn't quite catch Temple. Temple shades that 50 second barrier, 50.09, really good swim. I think that ranks him about third or fourth all time on the Australian rankings. He takes another Australian title and just, uh, just a classy swim. Too good off those last turns. He doesn't breathe on the breakout off that last ball. He's got the ability to stay under the water. He can finish on a full stroke. He just does all those one percenters so perfectly well and he loves a tight race. So Temple takes it again. Julian, the American, touched second 50.22 and then there was nothing in the rest of them. Sean Champion touches third 50.31, which is actually the second Australian obviously and he should find himself on his Australian team debut at just 22 years of age. That's a really good progression there from Sean Champion to uh, get himself onto a senior national team. Right behind him, Simpson, 50.4, just misses out. Quash, 50.5. Morgan, 50.57. With two visitors in front of him, Morgan finds himself all the way back in seventh after winning the past six national titles in this event. So a real changing of the guard there. He hasn't uh, lost any ability, Dave Morgan, but the challenges are right there. And he's been as quick as, I think, 49.6 before. But uh, he's within one second of his best time. But, geez, the depth in men's butterflies are really gone through the roof since uh, Simpson's come back and of course Kyle Chalmers throwing his name in the ring in the long course butterfly events. On the women's side some new names emerged. Emma McKeon racing this one here in Sydney. She's opting to just uh, focus on the 50 free and the 100 free and you can't blame her. She's Olympic champion in both of those events and uh, we see Alexandria Perkins from USC take out another national title. She won the 50 fly. She takes out the 100. 56.89 was her time. She gets under the qualifying time, as does uh, Brittany Castelluso. So a really good swim there from um, the Tea Tree Gully swimmer, just emerging. She got second in the uh, uh, third, sorry, in the 200 fly, and now moves up to second here in the 100 fly. And we'll wait to see if uh, those two swimmers get selected to go to Melbourne and compete for Australia, but Perkins should be safe 
considering they need to take the number one uh, swimmer in these medley relay events, the 100 flyback breast and free. And uh, even though we might see McKeon end up racing the butterfly leg on that medley relay in Melbourne, Perkins should get picked based on that swim tonight. And the 400 freestyle, one of my favorite events in the short course, uh, the short course version of this race especially. I think it's probably the most tactical of all the freestyle distances. You get the, uh, the distance guys meeting the sprint guys and uh, with so many turns in play as well, it can be a lot of cat and mouse to, uh, to go out fast and, and, and fade off or to have a really good strong back end or to really use your turns like Matt Corden's capable of doing to uh, just change your momentum and change your speed. So uh, I loved racing it back in the day, but this morning, oh sorry, tonight here in Sydney, the visiting American, they take their first of the night. Luke Hobson, the 19-year-old uh, from the University of Texas, he's having a great meet. He went 141 in the 200 free, 145 I think he went at Jewel in uh, the long course version of that. So um, still only 19, but a world-class middle distance freestyler as uh, Texas is so used to producing. And he dominated this one, went out 145.7. 145, that's his split time. And he goes 335.6. So really a world-class time. I think Kurt Hansen said on pool deck, he's the 11th fastest performer of all time in this event. And it's probably the first time he's raced it in short course meters, to be honest. So uh, a really good American swimmer on the rise there. And, um, you know, based off that on the Australian rankings, only two Aussies have ever gone quicker than what Luke Hobson went. And their names are Hackett and Thorpe. So um, a really world-class performance. And it dragged the field out. It just gapped the field early. Tommy Neal and Matt Corden had a good battle to, uh, for the Australian title. Neal went out a little bit quicker in uh, 147 high, but just faded a little bit. And Matt Corden got him 337.9 for Mac. That's a personal best time in short course meters. And he's uh, just flying under the radar. He's had a pretty, a pretty sneaky good meet there for Matt Corden. So he'll be on that, uh, on that Australian team to compete in Melbourne. And as will Tommy Neal, which is a good uh, bounce back after missing the long course team earlier this year. And the women's side, that was equally as exciting. Lani Pallister, she's having a great short course championships and uh, dominated this one, 356.7. 356, she goes, uh, she's the second fastest Aussie of all time now behind Ariane Titmus, whose world record stands less than three seconds away at 353.9. So she's uh, really pushing the rankings and the record books here in Sydney as Pallister. And, um, She's obviously coming off a really good Budapest World Champs, but she finished that one um, having to withdraw with COVID. She uh, had to recover, stay overseas and slowly build back. She wasn't at her best at the Commonwealth Games, but still good enough to win a handful of individual medals and uh, has flown into Sydney and really dropped the hammer in a couple of short course events. And uh, I'm really excited to see what Lani can do moving through, uh, through to Melbourne in the short course pool because She's, uh, as I mentioned last night or the other night through the 1500, she comes from that surf background, but she's actually really smooth and skillful and efficient with her stroke, which is unusual for surf and open water swimmers. So uh, she's still got a two beat kick. She's got to figure out how to bring in the legs a little bit early on these races, just to have a bit more finishing speed through that last 50 or even that last 100, because she's got easy speed. She can dive. She's got a good turns in and out of the wall. She's got the ability to go out quick with Ledeckis and Titmuses, which not many people in the world can say that they can do. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit for Lani once she puts everything together, which we're starting to see.
and uh, she wins that one by a big margin. Leah ne Neal going 4.02 to come second, so Neal should find herself on that team as well and race the individual 200 and 400 free in Melbourne. The 200 IMs, that men's race was a super exciting swim and Clyde Lewis is back racing the individual medley and he's back taking out national titles. 153.01, it's a personal best time and ranks him the fourth fastest Australian of all time behind Kenneth Toe's Australian record at 152, Mitch Larkin and Leith Brody from back in 2009. So uh, a really tight race, he went out fast, but uh, Grant House, the visiting American, stormed home on that freestyle leg, 153.05. So uh, Clyde just hanging on by four one hundredths of a second. And also having a super good swim was Seabom Lee, 153.8, just a touch out schlicked in 153.9. So that puts uh, Seabom Lee in the conversation to get selected for the World Champs team as well after he was the, uh, the third finishing Aussie in his pet event, the 400 IM last night. And uh, he's always finding a way to get himself on the Australian team, isn't he, Seabom? But uh, just on Clyde, really good bounce back, I, I guess, from him. He had a breakout 2018-2019 uh, under Dean Boxall at St. Peter's. He, he won the 400 IM on the Gold Coast at the Commies and uh, also obviously swam that 144-200 free semi-final in Guangzhou. And, uh, you know, he was really just climbing the ladder of those world rankings and all-time rankings in multiple events. And then uh, I don't really know too many details about what happened, but the wheels just kind of came off and he left St. Peter's and he's had some injury troubles and uh, missed the Olympic team last year, missed the world's team again this year, did a bit of training at Bonds and now it looks like he's found a, a happy home at Griffith University under Michael Boll. And uh, Boller just does so good with athletes with this sort of history and this past and uh, dealing with bigger personalities in a big squad environment like that. And um, when Clyde's happy, healthy and injury free, geez, he can really move through the water. So good to see him, that hard work's paying off, the move's paying off. He said in the interview, it was a really extremely tough mentally and physically past 18 months. And uh, there's only one way to get yourself back on these Australian teams. And that's to put in a good consistent block of training with your coach and then perform when the time comes. And he's done exactly that here in Sydney. On the women's side, no Kaylee McEwen in this final. She uh, really pushed the heat swim this morning in a 205.6, which is uh, you know, much quicker than what she needed to go this morning. And we later found out that she scratched out from the finals just to uh, rest up and finish the meet early. And her heat swim will actually um, be used when they are selecting individual swims for the World Championship. So Kaylee's obviously already qualified in the 100 back and the 200 back um, for the Australian team. And uh, there's not a whole lot of depth behind her in the women's IM domestically right now. So she got the job done this morning. And uh, more importantly, Kayla Hardy from Cruz in Canberra having a great swim again. She takes her second national title after winning the 400 IM last night, 209.69. So it's a, it's a good personal best time for her. It's not, you wouldn't quite call it world class, but she does get under the Finaray qualifying times twice and wins two IM events here. So she's worked really hard with her coach, Shannon Rollison, and hopefully that sees her rewarded with an Australian team debut come the Melbourne World Champs. And uh, we can't forget to mention Beta Nelson, the American. She took out that race, 205.38. So that would have been a good little battle to watch between Nelson and McEwen. Uh, Nelson beat her in the 100 back. McEwen beat 
Nelson in the 200 back, um, but they didn't face off in the end. But uh, hopefully we see them go head-to-head in Melbourne. Wrapping things up, the last individual event of the night. One of my favourites, again, big, uh, big night for some of my former favourite events, the 400 free, and now the 50 backstroke. Uh, I regarded it as pretty much just an underwater kicking race, and the short course 50 back pretty much determines the best underwater kicker in Australia at the Nationals or the best underwater kicker in the world at the World Championships. So that's what I prided myself on. And uh, we had some big, big name visitors coming here to Sydney to race this one. And it was the long course world champion, Justin Rest, taking it out 23.16 his time. Not super quick, uh, but good enough to take out the gold medal here at the Sydney Sprints. Uh, He did go around 24.1 long course. So it's only about a one second difference. He's probably capable of going around 22.6 or 22.7 when he's fully rested and fully prepared. But uh, he did get the win over Isaac Cooper, the speedy Isaac Cooper, only 18, 23.31. So uh, he moves to be the, uh, the third fastest Aussie of all time uh, behind Mitch Larkin and myself. So watch out for Cooper to move through. Loves the 50 back. Is the uh, long course Australian record holder in that one. And uh, Mark Nikolaev, the visiting swimmer from Russia, now swimming at Bond Uni on the Gold Coast, going 23.34. Uh, I thought Nikolaev would be quicker here. He's got an entry time of 22.4, which is unbelievably quick. The uh, world record's 22.2, Florent Manadou. No one's really come close to that. Nikolaev's probably probably the second or the third fastest swimmer ever in this event, to be honest, Uh, but a little bit off his game. Um, But he is adjusting to life in Australia and training at Bond, and he had a better 100 backstroke earlier in the meet, going 49.7. So uh, a quick field overall. Lewis Blackburn and Brad Woodward also going 23.7s, personal best times for them. But uh, we saw Ress win. He, he just, like, uh, just reverting back to Budapest, he actually got disqualified for being fully submerged on his finish, which is pretty much the first time anybody's ever been disqualified for that rule, um, you know, at any level meet. Like, you don't even go to, you know, Metro or State and see people get disqualified for being submerged at the finish. But uh, we saw it at the World Championships by the world champion, not by the guys finishing seventh or eighth, but the guy winning the gold medal. So he, gets to, he wins, he gets disqualified. His teammate Hunter Armstrong, who plays second, then gets bumped up to be the gold medalist. They, um, of course, the United States protest, but while the protest is going on, they award the medals. They hold the actual medal ceremony where Hunter Armstrong wins, gets the gold medal put around his neck, the national anthem plays. Uh, I forget who came second just off the top of my head. I think it was the, uh, the, the, the junior, the young teenager from Poland. And then um, Czech on the Italian got third. So probably in about half an hour later, we thought, you know, Mike McKenn and I were commentating. We thought, yeah, fair enough, he got disqualified. We saw it in the heat, we saw it in the semi. Everybody was talking about it, he had his warnings. Ress did it again, he got disqualified. And then about half an hour after that medal ceremony, we get word that FINA have overturned the decision. They've, uh, they've actually changed their decision. They're gonna re-award the gold medal by himself to Justin Ress, play the American national anthem again, and bump Hunter Armstrong to silver, and the Polish kid to bronze. Like, just absolute shambles, but um, uh, unbelievable to say the least, always, always some controversy and some surprise at the world champs. And then, uh, you know, 
Armstrong, he, he, he's the world record holder in this race, but he said in his interview, he's more, more than happy to have his teammate win and he got beat by the fastest swimmer at the end of the day. Um, and then check on the Italian, had to give his bronze medal back. So the Polish guy just had to swap a silver for bronze. That's not too bad. You're only 18. You're happy to get a medal. But Chekhov had to give his bronze medal back. Um, but I'm sure, like, he's a big-time guy. Broke the world record in the 100 back, won the individual gold medal there. Goes on later that night to win gold, uh, leading off Italy in the men's 4x1 medley relay. So I don't think he really would have worried. But nonetheless, it was just weird and unnecessary to, to hold the award ceremony before the protest had actually been completed. So uh, it's always one to look for. I was looking for it here that the officials probably weren't. He's long on the wall all the time. He's, he's a tall guy, but he just, he just reaches long onto that touch. So he needs to fix that up and uh, otherwise it potentially could keep happening, especially with uh, the international officials keeping an eye on it. So uh, I was interested to see what was happening there, but uh, he got the touch and, and got the win anyway. That's all from me to wrap up night three of finals here at the Sydney Spins. Big shout out to Sandy Edwards, the original, uh, the OG coach from the WAC. Everybody who's ever swam at the WAC knows who Sandy is, a keen listener of the podcast, one of thousands upon thousands, I'm sure. So good morning, Sandy. I know she's gonna be listening on her drive to the heats tomorrow for the fourth and final day of the Sydney Sprints, the Australian Championships. I'll catch you guys in 24 hours.